This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. At Midway USA, we know the AR-15 is one of the most popular rifles in modern American history. Known for its modularity and widespread use, it's often considered essential to any gun collection. The essential things you need to run an AR-15 are usually always in stock during shortages, things like magazines and 5.56 ammo. Whether you're looking to buy a new AR-15 or buy parts for your modern sporting rifle, log on and for just about everything for the outdoors, shop MidwayUSA.com. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. All right, welcome back to the Survival and Basic Badass Podcast. Well, today we have Chris, the angry American from uh, the Going Home series, or is it the Home yeah. series? How do you how do you call it? Uh, Penguin technically calls it the Survivalist series, a name which okay. I didn't want it to have, but I everybody else just refers to it as either the Home series or or a Going Home series. So you've got to know both of them. So all right, there you go. That's yeah. I mean, that's kind of the way I've always you know. See, yeah, that's how I look at it too. You know, I, I would say you know I, I was an early adapter uh, w- with checking them out. I mean, I think at least by the second book, I was you know I, I had discovered you know you know by the second release yeah. there and uh, and and been following it. And as they come out now, I don't think I've I've caught every one along the way. Yeah, but uh, but a bunch, bunch of them, them. now. Like, like first, let's touch on the books, and then uh, I think we'll kind of jump all over here, and and yeah. we got a, a lot going on in the world. We'll we'll figure oh, it all out. There's not much happening, but we'll find some things to talk about. Right, it's got to be <laughs> something, right? Um, so uh, what what's the premise of the whole book series? Like, what what is the whole for for the listener? I mean, so, I know, but yeah, yeah, but so when 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 I wrote going home, actually on one of the survivalist forums online. Um, it was just, it was a, it was, I, I worked in, I worked on the road at the time. So I spent a lot of time in hotels and I didn't like to hang out at bars or nothing. Uh, so I would sit in a hotel and I just started writing this story just for my own entertainment. Um, 
And when I started that, it would have been 2010, I guess it was. And um, the only things out there really was Patriots and one second after. You had to go way right. back to to like the 70s and William uh, Johnstone and that kind of stuff to get, you know, books of the genre. Right. And so I decided I would make mine on the MP2 just because I wanted to make the world as bad as I could as quickly <laughs> and easily as I could. Yeah. And uh, and so the main character is, is a guy named Morgan Carter, and he's 250 miles from home in the state of Florida. And uh, when when the MP occurs and the entire first book is just him trying to get home. And that's all I was intending to write was that story of this guy just trying to make his way home. And he's he's a mild he's a prepper. I'm not gonna say mild prepper. He's a prepper. He had his you know he had a ruck in his truck and he had a pistol with him and so he had some stuff. But like a lot of folks, he had stuff he didn't need. He needed things he didn't have, and he deals has to deal with all that. Right. And that was just my intention was to write that story. But uh, <laughs> but it it kind of it took on a life of its own online. It had over two million views uh, online and people demanding that I publish it. Right. And so I, so I was like, well, look, I'm not going to publish it, but I'll write you guys another one. So then I wrote the sequel surviving home on the forum. Okay. And, uh, and that just kind of picked up, it, but you know, because the, the, the getting home was, that's just the smallest part of the story. It, it was this guy's, you know, trip home, walk at 250 miles. Right. Um, and then there's what, what happens after that? You know, he has a wife and kids and, and, you know, he lives in a community and, and how does, what does that look like after that, you know, after something like that occurs. And so I kind of just extrapolated that out. Um, and, and we're still running with it. Actually. Um, I had no intention of it being a series or running like it is, but the people that, that read this, there are so many people that are so invested in it. Like, yeah. Um, there was a spell four years where I didn't get a book out because a whole bunch of stuff was going on in my life. Like my dad passed away and my mom had been very ill and was in and out of the hospital and, Right. And it was just Sorry, a bad yeah, time. Hot. Right. Yeah. So life occurred. But during that four years, I would get so many messages like, man, when's the next book coming? I'm worried about my friends. Like, <laughs> nice. that's yeah, that's what people that's would awesome. say. And and I get a lot of messages like that. And 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 people will ask me and I get asked a lot, you know, how many books are there going to be? How many books are going to be? And my standard reply was always, I will write them as long as I enjoy writing them and you guys enjoy reading them. When one of those two things fail, we're going to stop. But I've decided here lately, I think I'm going to stop it at 20 books. So number so 12 just published. Still, still. All right. Yes. Yeah. So there's still there's still eight more books to do. Um, what the heck? Hang on. Sorry. Hang on. Oh, no worries. I felt like something was stabbing me in the head. Uh, so, yeah, I've still got eight more books to do. I'm, I'm working on 13 as well as some other works. I've got multiple books in the works right now. Actually, four. President. Sorry about that. Where is no, you're that? Good. I didn't know that thing was on. You're, um, you're all good. That's, I mean, that's my, let me just shoot mom a text. You gotta, you gotta answer mom when she's looking for you. That, that's, that's the go-to. Um, that's why the big alarm. Cause yeah. you know, you know, it's urgent and important. Yeah. Um, all right. There we go. Okay. So yeah, that was the whole premise of it. And you know, I, I've been, in the survival space, I mean, for at that point, a couple of decades, you know, wow. I started yeah. my teenage years with primitive skills, you know, breaking nice. rocks yeah. together and, and doing all those things. Yep. And that just kind of slowly progressed and in, into what I like to refer to as modern survival, trying to use the tools that we have and um, 
but but learning the skills because you know uh, sometimes we don't have tools no matter how well we plan and prepare right. and ourselves without them so the knowledge is a big thing and I and I'm always stressing to people to go out and get training I don't care who you get training from as long as they know what the hell they're doing but yeah. go take a training so I don't care if it's a survival class a first aid class a firearms class or whatever class go take some training get some expert yep. instruction so I'm a big proponent of that now you always feel so much more like fulfilled when you when you do training, like, I mean, it, yeah. it, I find it like so energizing, you know, or whatever. I'll, yeah. I'll go out. I, I went to, uh, I, I work with some guys, uh, actually some of the guys, uh, with that movie that just came out that, uh, sound of freedom. And, and I was working oh, with yeah. some of those guys, oh, man, it must've been about nine or 10 years ago. And, mm -hmm. uh, and they were like, oh, yeah, we do this training. And, you know, before we want you to go do anything, you got to come, you know, hang out. And we do a big training yeah. thing for a week and and whatever. And I went down to Texas and just being around other guys who are all, you know, the same thing and, yep. and you know, have that same mindset. And, you know, out there, it, it definitely <laughs> builds you up. <laughs> it's a disturbing world we live in. I don't know if you recognize that, Goon. That's, that's my brother, Alan Kay, right there. Nice. And uh, if when you talk survival, that's that's your that's your he's the go to. Right oh my nice. god, yeah, you, you could drop him naked into anything, and he's going to come out the other side in a nice. suit and have all kinds of stuff. So I don't know what the suit will be made of, but he'll have one. He'll have uh, one, huh? Nice. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, it's uh yeah he like he's an instructor too. Uh, he and he and I became very good friends through the same thing. We met through this this whole survival skill thing. I don't like to. To, to use the term prepper per se, um, especially because it's been turned into such a negative thing these days. I yeah, prefer yeah. the term survivalist myself because a prepper means you're, you're getting ready. Yes. You're, you're getting ready. S survivalist. That means you intend to survive it. I, I tend I like to live it. through it. You know, I like so it. I stick with the old terms, you know, from the nineties back in the days when survivalist was a, Oh, it was a bad thing, but, yeah. but I was neck deep in it then too. So. Yeah. I, I was a, a, a late adapter. I think I, I, uh, not that late. I, you know, I did the Boy Scouts thing and, and yeah. all that and was was big into that. You know, so you learn the, the basics of life kind of thing. I think that, you know, every young adult should learn and oh, then yeah. Uh, yeah. And join the Navy, whatever. And actually, I was in when we were over bombing uh, Kosovo and former Yugoslavia mm -hmm. there doing uh, that. Yeah. And Hawkins, yeah. yeah, watching all that, watching everybody's world change kind of really changed yeah. my view and how defenseless yeah. the people were kind of against really their government and mm -hmm. seeing how that can happen. And I know we've all been insulated in America with, you know, Oh, well, nothing bad's ever happened in anybody's memory that, you know, they recall here anymore. And, you know, people yep. don't have that mindset and, you know, obviously things can change on a dime. So it's definitely, so yeah, somewhere just ask Israel. Just ask, ask Israel how fast things can change. Yeah, know? well, they, so, they always uh, seem to be seeing it. So, well, and then and talking about again defenseless. You know, Israelis, most of them don't have weapons. You know, the kibbutzes yeah. had small security detachments that were armed, but that was it. And uh, yeah, and, and we saw what happened. And and when people said, "But this is America, nothing like that would ever happen here." Right. Well, I don't know. We've had a few million invaders here over the recent years. <laughs> we have. Uh, that, that are currently in this country that do not have our best interest at heart. So it could happen. You could, we could very well wake up one morning to, to mass chaos around this country. And it doesn't take that many. Now, there, now again, remember there are millions of them, 
but imagine 10 to 20 actors that, that all go, you know, kinetic on the same day in yeah. a coordinated manner around this country. And we have 10 to 20 simultaneous events occurring in this country and what it would do to it. Even yeah. if, the, even if the, the, the casualty counts aren't that high, just the fact that that many things occurred, you know, spread across the country like that, it would paralyze this nation. It, it, would, it would bring us to our knees, and which, of course, would lead immediately to martial law. And then we don't know exactly what that would look like. But, yes, it absolutely can happen. So, yes, you need to be thinking along those lines every day, in my opinion. No, I, I think you're right on. It's funny. I was watching a, uh, a video last night on the whole uh, Stuxnet. Uh, virus that you know. Oh yeah, the one that was the one I guess that took out Iran there. That you know took out their centrifuges. Yeah. Yep. Right. And you know, and they were like, "Oh yeah, it's Siemens PLC stuff that it it really focused yep. on and and disrupted with them." And I'm like, yep. "Yeah, you know, I mean, I, I work with that every day. I mean, most of the stuff I do is Alan Bradley, but Siemens yep. is everywhere and whatever, and and it really what? if you disrupted that." And, oh, you know, yeah. we gave it out to the world. You know, we had our best and brightest create it and said, yeah, here you go. And now anybody yep. can, uh, you know, with a little effort, go uh, secure but, these things. And Well, and, and we're they're finding. And so so you're an electrician and, and that's my background as well. Granted, I haven't pulled any wire in a very long time. But, <laughs> that's uh, a good thing. It's a wonderful thing. <laughs> I loved the job when I did it. I, I was really good at it, too. I took my job serious. I was a professional. Um, but they're finding backdoor Chinese code and, and variable frequency drives, um, right. and, you know, PLC. So for people that don't know, a variable frequency drive or a VFD controls motors, how fast they'll turn. Right. So pumping water, creating electricity, doing things like that. And then PLCs, programmable logic controllers, are what control the frequency drives. Um, and they're finding Chinese code in these things. All of it has backdoors and right. none of it is hardened to, at all, not to any degree whatsoever. Right. Yeah, so, well, that. That security well, is so lax. It's crazy. Yeah. Sorry. Go yeah. on. No, I'm just saying it's your security is lax. And and we are the biggest sitting duck on the planet because so many people hate us. And especially presently, you know, yes. the operation and the operation over there in the Gulf just fell apart where we, you know, we put together a coalition, what they call Operation Guardian or something. I can't remember the name yep. now, but it was to, uh, to, you know, to protect commercial shipping from the Houthis. Right. And all the nations told us to pound sand. They're like, we're not going to participate in this if you guys are running it because this is a shit show. So what does that say? Think about that. The United States Navy, the rest of the modern navies of the world said, we're not working with these clowns anymore. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? We are a laughing stock on the world stage. It, there bad. was a time where the, the U S Navy instilled fear in our adversaries and they All trembled day. at the right. fight of a carrier nope. battle group showing up. All day. Not anymore. Yeah. Not, not, we can't not even wrong. intimidate the Houthis, man. We can't even intimidate the Houthis. So, and uh, and I think I think part of it is it used to be like I think even if you took our our you know amazing battle group with the amazing guys we had in the we'll say the nineties, wherever, yeah, whenever people yeah. were, you know, whatever you think of as the the height of American, you know, excellence the whole playing field has changed so much that a battle group doesn't even matter so much anymore because we can destroy a country so many other ways. So easy, so much easier with a laptop with, you know, even EMPs. It's still, all these things are now on the table that we really can't defend against. 
Well, and, 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 and we're currently watching the, the second army of the world, Russia, yeah. Yeah. be brought to their knees by Mavic drones. Like, I mean, that, I mean, that's what they said. They were, yeah, I was watching this stuff and they were like, yeah, they try and move artillery into position and then the drones figure out where they are and it's, it's completely useless. And they're that taking, whole, yeah, right. Yeah, they're taking a Mavic drone and strapping an RPG seven to the bottom of it and flying it into a T90 tank yep. and destroying it. Yep. You know, it's costing them 500 bucks to take out a $4 million and it's like harbor. nothing and yeah. that has to be, but that what scares me is I don't think it is a wake up call to the mainstream of the military, like the upper echelon, you know, obviously I'm sure there's a lot of generals and guys that are really worried about it, but I really feel like the powers that be kind of have no idea what's going on. And yeah, go ahead. You, well, you I, like I died to say so. I, I disagree with you. I think okay. they know exactly what's going on, and I think that they are intentionally gutting our military. Okay, then uh, I, I, I can accept that. I, I yeah. can accept that. The uh, that was actually one of the points I was going to make. You know, you you mentioned that there's so many bad actors out there right now that hate us, but mm-hmm. I think we're also at the height of our country hating ourselves. Oh, like internally, yes. we have yes. so many people that, you know, exactly what you say, you're saying where we're intentionally allowing, you know, yeah. a, a, our country to fall apart, our country to be taken advantage of. We're not, we're not even in, well, yes, but it's worse than we're intentionally allowing it. We, we our our administration is actively uh, engaged in, in making it happen. Yes. So, you yeah. go south of the border, there are maps that get handed out to all of them, telling them each stop what services we're are running commercials. And there are you right. there, there, there are you there's apps now that they can get. And they, they show up here, they cross the fence, they get a cell phone, they get a, a, a debit card, you know, pre, like a prepaid <laughs> card with cash on it, and a plane ticket bus ride to, to where the hell ever. And they're taking these people and sending them to places that are predominantly conservative. Right. To water down the voting base. And nope. then they're trying to la- allow these people to vote as well. You know, right. California's letting them, which, yeah. which is the height of absurdity. And, and, um, and, and many Democrats have said it publicly that, you know, you're there, yeah, new voter base. That's, that's, yeah, right. that's what we're doing. So they're not even lying to us about it. They're not trying to hide it. They're just telling us, yeah, we got to replace you people and get people that will do the things we want done. Right. That will so. just do what they're told. Right. Yeah. And that, and then, I mean, hell, you could talk about, you know, going on to destroying our country with our agriculture laws, the way we're changing things there, that whole thing well, with trying to kill the small farmer kind of thing, business thing there, making yeah. everybody kind of dependent on the whole. I mean, hell, it goes back to, you know, ethanol. And I'm sure before that, but oh, yeah. you know, with the subsidizing yeah. the corn and just mm-hmm. the way we do things is just, so as well, backwards you, and you insane. look at Europe because because we're like we're probably a decade roughly ish behind like where Europe's at. So you look at like Denmark over there mm-hmm. where they're shutting farms down. They're just right. coming in and telling them farm you're done. You're not farming no more. You are done. We've got to reduce the CO two. And so you know our our global overlord Klaus Schwab, you know yes. self appointed self appointed global overlord. Uh, there you go. He's declared his war on meat. He wants to end the production mass production of meat uh, for the for the peasants, you know, for the, for the, yeah, exactly. Um, and the private ownership of cars. He, he announced here a couple of weeks ago that he has moved 
moved up or moved, yeah, yeah, moved, moved down, actually, I should say, his timetable for the outlaw of the ownership of private ownership of vehicles to like 2030 or 2035. I can't remember which one it was, but it was in the 30s there. He says that the world will be free of the of privately owned vehicles. It'll be mass trans- transportation. Of course, he'll still have his private jets and limousines and all those things, but the rest of us, I guess, are supposed to be uh, walking or riding the bus, you, you know. Uh, well, right, the 15-minute cities, right? That's the that, new well, thing. Yeah, the line, <laughs> that, that thing they're, they're building in Saudi Arabia, the yeah, line, that, that crazy. The city I, there. I shared that. Yeah, that's that's crazy. Yeah, it's um, anybody who denies that, that, that there is an organized and pre and planned operation underway is is walking around with their eyes closed. Um, I, I don't know how possible. people don't see it. Yeah. yeah. And it's, you know, you, you and me are the conspiracy nuts. But, uh, yeah. you know, I mean, that's how we're viewed by by the world, I think. And it's just, you know, and, and people like us. It's just it's crazy because it's like, how do you not see it? Like, look at what's going on. You know, that was I I started uh, doing uh, rabbits for meat, and I'm Mm -hmm. like, I'm not going to be eating bugs. You know what I'm saying? My plan, you know, like I'm like, I need a sustainable meat source and I'm not really ready to take on cows and everything. I got about 35 chickens and a ton of rabbits, but and and big gardens. But it's yeah. it really is that fear of, you know, you see crazy places like California and stuff. And I hate to say, it, you know, being from New York, I know that, you know, California starts it, New York follows soon after, and mm-hmm. then it spreads throughout the country and it happens over and over again. Yep. And I don't know how everyone doesn't kind of wake up to that. That agenda just keeps getting pushed further yep. and further. And you need to, start figuring out how to take care of your family. And it's, that's, that's why I do this is people need to figure out how to take care of their family. And the more you don't need anything from outside your house, your property, whatever, the better off you're going to be. Absolutely. You know, and, and, and food, you know, food production in particular is one of the biggest things to, to tackle because you've got to eat every day. You know, yep. so food and water, you know, water being even more important than food in most cases. But, you know, you've, you've got to eat food every day. And as we know, you know, food has been used as a weapon for time immemorial, you know. Yeah. Um, kill that. Um, you know, you, you look at Ukraine, what Stalin did there. We can look into Africa and, and all the different famines that they've had. Look at Venezuela right now. You know, you don't have to look far. China, you don't have to look China far every to see day. Yeah, no, where exactly. food is used as a weapon. You know, I mean, there was a time in China where the the citizens were not allowed to consume meat. Now, this was, you know, back in history, long ago, hundreds mm-hmm. and hundreds of years. But the reason the Chinese did that was to ensure that the population was too weak to resist. Yeah, because protein is what builds muscle. Protein is what that, you know, makes you stronger and, and keeps you mentally that, strong. Right. I well, mean, and your brain as well. Thing, too. Right. And so you deny that to your population, you know, and it keeps them weaker, inherently weaker. So let's think about why are they wanting us to not have meat? Why are they not wanting us to do this? But then they say they want us to eat the bugs, but humans aren't designed to live on a diet of insects. We're not, right. there's stuff there we can't inject, can't digest and things like that. Um, so we're not designed to live on that diet, but but that's what they want us to do. And and they're already surreptitiously putting it into products. So if you start reading the ingredients yeah. and things, if you some of those some of those long names that are in there, um, Google them when you're in the grocery store. Look them up. You're going to find out there's cricket meal in a lot of right. stuff. 
Right. It's showing up already. So yeah. They're, they're slow rolling it like they always do slow rolling it so that one day they're going to come out and say, well, this has well, already been, been doing it for years. If yeah. you eat this, you've been eating bugs. And if you eat that, you've been see, it's no problem. Yep. Yep. And, and, and people are conditioned to be like, Oh, okay. You know, it's, it's uh, yeah. Uh, the psychology of humans is, is amazing to me, especially when you, when it's mass psychology, which yeah. is what we're living under. Um, you know, people suck. In my opinion, as, <laughs> that, on the whole, kind of what it comes yeah. down to. That's that's a thing. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's dumb, that's, dumb, stupid, dangerous animals. Humans, dumb, stupid, dangerous animals. So that's that's fair. And and we've let you know the education and and everything where the kids have no idea what's going on and and whatever. And and you know, we live in a world where parents are seen as the enemy, considered yeah. dumb and naive. You know, oh, well, they're, they're not tolerant. They don't know. They're so, you know, tolerant. they don't understand how the world works. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, in schools, they're, they're, it's no longer education. It's indoctrination. Everywhere you All look, that, that's what All it is. And, and we've got this advance in AI. And there's there's an AI tool now that that every AI uses. Okay. Uh, I just forgot the name of it. Give me a minute. I might think of it. But it looks for the uh, the racism that you know in in, in everything and okay. in the mission statement for the company that created this tool for AI, they clearly state that they basically don't take into account anything that has to do with the oppressor. White people says it white, um, so nothing right. can be said as a pejorative or a racist statement towards white people in the world of AI. Um, there was <laughs> one I saw this morning on Twitter. Somebody asked an AI graphics generator to generate a picture showing socialism versus democracy. The picture that came up looked like for socialism looked like something out of Soviet Russia or China, you know, green fields, leafy, everybody's happy, bright sunshine, capitalism. um, Much like our president enjoys his red backgrounds when he gives talks, red backgrounds look like kind of flames in the back and then just throngs of people lined up, like either waiting to go to work or waiting to collect their <laughs> ready whatever. to go into the factory with big smokestacks yeah. coming out. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. No democracy. It was, it was socialism versus democracy, not capitalism. Okay. But democracy was this, this hellscape looking thing and socialism was utopia by right. AI. So why did AI do that? Because right. humans programmed the AI and AI this is-, is what's good. And this is what's bad. AI is so biased. It's unbelievable to me. I mean, I was yeah. early into checking it all out and seeing, you know, I, I'm, I, I'm into that whole world of whatever. I, it, I don't know. I, you, you mentioned you did the uh, industrial uh, electrician. Oh yeah. Where I work, I, I'm basically like a, a firefighter kind of thing where, yep. you know, I just get calls and jump. So yep. I might have a night where I sit at my desk for four or five hours and I have nights where I don't see my desk, you know, that kind yeah. of thing. It's like, go yep. go handle all the crises right now. Or, hey, yep. everything's just working and nobody's calling. So I have a lot of time to check out YouTube or whatever. You know, that's that's where I dig up all the content for the podcast and whatever and have time yep. to put together graphics and, and, you know, Lord knows what. So I'm always like, oh, AI, all this, you know, check mm-hmm. it out. And, and I'm aware of the dangers. And it's funny because I'm the exact opposite. Like I'm nonstop with it at work. 
And then the minute I get out, I don't even carry a cell phone around with me. You know, I always get the, oh, we called you or the wife. You know, I called yeah. you. I texted you. I'm like, I have no idea. Yeah. If I carry an iPhone with me, it's so I can listen to music. You know, well, yeah. well, well I'm out somewhere. You know, I might have headphones with whatever. Um, yep. But that's, I, I don't know. I get off track. But the, uh, yeah, you're the, good. Uh, that's that's the world, you know, and and yep. I mean, it's hard to get away from it all, but it's so is shaping how we view things and how we see the world. And it is another thing conditioning us, you know, and, oh, yeah. and the fact that it's, you know, showing us the same things. I mean, even, you know, I do tons of research on YouTube. Obviously, if you pull up my YouTube channel, even compared to yours or or my wife's or anybody else, we see a totally different world because. Mm-hmm. Those algorithms have, you know, shaped what they're going to show us. And, you know, it does add to what you're looking for, you know, where if you're looking for things that makes you hate and angry, you're going to see things that make you hate and angry. And the same thing, if you're looking at puppy dogs in love, I think, you know, you're going to find puppy dogs in love, you know. But they're also, you know, I've been watching YouTube for a very long time. And, and so like one of the things in particular that I tracked was the entire Ukraine deal back to 2008 um, mm-hmm. from prior to the Maidan experience all the way through to present day. And a lot of those videos that I used to watch about what was going on over there are gone now. Yeah. YouTube scrubbed them um, and they're scrubbing so much stuff. Yes, and, and they really controlling are controlling the narrative of what you can see so that, and when, we, when you throw AI into this, it's hard to determine it's, and it gets harder every day to determine what is reality. So yeah. did you, you hear day. about the, the explosion in that hotel in Houston? Uh, like yesterday afternoon, I guess it was. No, uh, I don't watch news. Big, much, but, yeah. This, well, it was yeah. a big, big, big explosion, blew all the windows and everything out of this big hotel in Houston. Um, and uh, on Twitter earlier, it was the ATF came out and said, Oh, this was a gas explosion, gas leak explosion. And I'm like, well, all right. The ATF said that, but, but was it? You know, we live in a time uh, right now where you have to question literally everything you hear. We know our government lies to us. You can watch the press secretary stand up there and lie to your face, just straight face. You know, they're lying to you. So we maybe it was a gas gas uh, leak explosion that did that. Or maybe it wasn't. But they're telling us that. So it's it's so the truth has now become all nearly impossible to discover unless you're there to witness it with your own eyes. Cause you can't believe 100%. what you read. You can't believe, you can't believe video. Yep. And with AI, we can no longer believe, believe what we see. So, exactly. and, and that's all part of this. It's the dumbing down of the populace to they're, they're controlling the information narrative. This it, it's essentially a psyop. You'll hear what we want you to hear. You know, you remember, yeah. you know, you'll own nothing. You'll eat the bugs. You'll be happy. Yep. Um, and, and that's where they're trying to hurt us too. And, yeah. and I don't really know why I, I don't get the why to it unless it's just this or who even, I'm not even sure who I know the, the, the Klaus Schwab's of the world are involved in that obviously I, because he publicly states. I, it, but. I, yeah, no, I think it has to come down to, they just want you to be, you know, servants. And, and, yes. and by that, I mean, you know, we want you to make the food. We want you to make our nice things. And, you know, however you do that, you can have your little life and pretend you're happy in your own thing, but you're still creating what we want, but we don't want you any kind of beyond that, any kind of rising up intelligence. I think that's what it comes down to. Not only that, but yeah, you're going to make for us the things we want, but we're not going to allow you to own those things. You're not going to be allowed to possess those things. And we're going to tell you what you can and cannot have. 
what you yep. can and cannot eat, where you can and cannot live. They're, they're trying to close down public land in this country to, to human access, yes. like to, to shut it down. So we cannot even walk in there. And yes. like, that's absurd, you know? And again, that's to force people into concentrations, which yeah. violates one of the fundamental laws of nature, carrying capacity, you know, yeah. any patch of dirt from one square foot to 1000 square miles of, of dirt can only support X numbers of any given life form. So right. we violate the hell out of that rule all the time. And as long as this, this very intricate and fragile system that we've developed exists, we can live there. But as soon as it falls apart, we can't. So we've got, we've, We've, we're, we're re-engineering human beings to the point that we can no longer exist in our natural environment, which is the forest, temp, temporal, temporal forest. That's where we're designed to live. That's, mm -hmm. you know, all the evolution, everything designed us to, to survive and thrive there. And now if you take the average human and drop them into that, that, that environment unsupported, they're going to die in a matter of days, usually. Yeah, um, because they can no longer exist in their own natural environment environment. They can only exist in this purely artificial environment that we've created. And I say artificial because we have to make it all. None of it occurs naturally. We have to produce it. So therefore, yeah. it is an artificial environment. Right now, it's yeah, it's crazy. You know, even going back, uh, you were mentioning all the things I, I know on YouTube. I wanted to, I was talking to some buddies at work like three or four years ago, and they never heard of that idea of uh, when uh, Rumsfeld came out and said that, you know, oh, we lost all that money when he gave that speech. It was, it was billions or a trillion, a trillion oh, dollars. It was one trillion right dollars. September 11th. And that's gone. Yeah. You can't find that on YouTube. And it, it's funny about yeah. three years ago, I looked for it. And I finally found like somebody had a, a video about a bunch of things and it was like in there and even that's gone. And I'm like, there's nothing. You you can't prove you, anything anymore. It's crazy. Yeah. Did you, did you ever see the graphic of, of what a physical stack of a trillion dollars looks like? I forget Not the number of pallets it was, but it is enormous. Mm -hmm. It is, it's, it's bigger than a house. So imagine that much cash moved, physically moved into Afghanistan and the, and, and the Taliban is still finding it. I just saw a video a little while ago where they found a brand new U.S. $100 bills all wrapped in plastic. And it was tens of millions of dollars that they found Crazy, somewhere right? in, a, yeah. in a stash someplace. And it lined <clears> this room. They had they're just panning this room and it's it's just, you know, millions of dollars that we left there with the billions of other, you know, why not? Right. Equipment and everything else. Yeah. I mean, what's a little cash when we left all this hardware and ammo for these guys to, they're not going to use it on us. So, you know, yeah. And that's but, even, you know, I mean, it goes back to, to the whole, you know, Iran when we hated Iraq and we were buddies with Iran or yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Way back. It's just, it's crazy. Like over and over again, we're funding whoever dropping guns off wherever you see the mm -hmm. movies and stuff, and it's just a crazy world. But, yeah, oh, yeah, history is changing all the time. I don't know. I grew up uh, as a big uh, Ayn Rand fan. I love, oh, yeah. like, Atlas yeah. Rugged. Is that, that whole mindset. And it, it kind of disgusts me where, I, I don't know, there's a big thing, like, towards the end of the book, uh, you know, they go to rescue the uh, – uh, I don't know. The the guy gets captured and mm -hmm. and she goes to rescue her boyfriend there. Well, I guess 
John Galt, they're going to get, but she's with yeah. uh, the Hank Reardon guy, whatever. Yep. Bottom yep. line is she goes in and, and they're trying to break in and, and their security guy. And she's like, make a decision, you know, decide yeah. you believe me or don't. Yeah. And that's kind of like the key to like everything in my mind is if you can't, you know, her big thing was if you don't make decisions, you don't have value. And the more thought yeah. you have, the more value you have kind of thing. It's just yeah. that, and, and that free will going away. And I think, you know, I always talk to the wife. I'm like, that's why I think you get your, your mass murder kind of thing in the schools or whatever is people don't value human life. Right. I mean, we could talk yeah. about religion being the cause of that, whatever they don't see value. And I think a big part of that is you're all part of the collective. What you do as an individual is less important than mm -hmm. what the group decides and what yep. we want, you know, if the group decides we're going to do this about the planet, if you're the outsider, you're the problem, you know, you need to go away and people see themselves yeah, yeah. as the problem. And I hate to say, it, I mean, that's, well, the no, they don't, thing. they don't see themselves as the problem. They see others as the problem. <laughs> and you're right. right. And it's not even, and it, when you say the group, it's not even the, the majority. No, it's no, I don't think the majority. It's always the minority. So I don't know if you remember just recently it made the media. It was talked about a lot. There's, there's a guy being sentenced and, and he jumped over the judges, whatever the hell the judge sits behind. I, I don't go to court much and, uh, and attacked the judge. Okay. Um, and so he was brought back into court. And the next time he's brought back in, he's wearing a muzzle and a mask. He's got shackles, manacles, or shackles and handcuffs, waist chain, all chained together. And his hands are in some kind of thing too. So he can't even use his hands. Okay. And just on Twitter, for example, all of the comments are about how disturbing it is to see a black man in chains. I don't care what he did. That's disturbing and that's wrong. Right. And what we're doing and what, and what they've very successfully done is, right. is removing the consequences of people's actions from them. You know, you look at the, smash and grabs or the mass lootings that happen where people right. will run into a Macy's or, or a whatever or a coach store right. and grab everything and run out the door. Cause there's no consequences to them. They know it. They know if they get caught ah, there's, there's no bail anymore. They're going to arrest right. me. They're going to let me go. Good luck catching me next time. I'm off to the races again. So right. they're removing the consequences of people's actions. You're not allowed to defend your own property the way you should be able to. Um, or in a lot of cases, even your life, there's a guy uh, two months ago, in New York City, shot a guy raping a woman on a subway platform with people standing around, and he shot him to stop him. He's catching four felonies, and he's in jail. Right. You know, it, it's absurd. They're, they're incentivizing the criminal and de-incentivizing the victims. So all day. The yes, and, they get and, and bolder, and right. it's all part of it. It's it's they've got a solution. We don't know exactly what it looks like, but they've got a plan that they want to implement. They just have to get enough of the people begging for that solution. And they're going to go, oh, well, you guys wanted it. So we have this. And everybody's going to be like, yeah, 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 give us that. Not understanding what they're doing by surrendering liberty. And and most people don't understand what liberty really is. But yeah, uh, it's sad. It, watching people surrender their freedoms, um, surrender their rights, surrender their, their, their personal sovereignty uh, yeah. is really what they're doing. Yeah. No, I think like when I used to look at it five, six years ago, um, I used to look at uh, it with, you know, uh, Germany was running crazy with everything. And, you know, and you had, uh, you know, Night of Broken Glass, the whole thing. Uh, and it's, it's yes. yeah, yeah. So, but 
and and they had you know they had the whole transgender thing they had gay stuff going on and and there was just craziness and people were running wild and whatever and everybody was getting so where hitler said look i'm going to come in and bring back normal you know i'm going to be yeah. i'm going to be the strong arm and they were begging for you know a strong arm yeah. to come and bring normalcy back and I exactly. kind of was worried when, you know, Trump came out because that's kind of what everybody was grabbing for. Yeah. And he's like, look, I'm just going to bring normal back and I'll do things beyond what you would have considered OK yep. for a government because I'm going to give you back what you want. But yep. I hate to say it. The more I see stuff unfold now, I think it's way more sinister than that. I think it's going to be very different than us just begging for a strong arm. I think they have a bigger plan and I'm not even sure where it goes, but it could be that, that we're just begging for a strong, you know, authority. Well, go back to nine 11. All right. We nine 11, what do we get? Patriot act, you know, and they've done nothing but reinforce that thing and reinforce that thing over the years. No one's ever talked. And both sides keep now. saying how bad it is when they're not. Yeah. Yep. When they're not we, doing we, it. We created the DHS and, and, you know, and how many additional agencies underneath them now, right. um, you know, that's, that's the Stasi. They're the state police, the DHS, right. that's state police, you know, it's uh 10th amendment. You can just wad that up and throw it away. It doesn't really right. exist no more state's not rights and all the things, right. you know, anything not specifically enumerated, you know, in this yeah. document remains the state's retained. So uh, that's out the window. And, and they did that through money. So they, they basically started bribing the states and then told them, oh, well, if you want to keep getting our money, you've got to go by our rules, not your rules. So, right. And, you know, money is that's the ultimate, you know, get for just about anybody. You know, you, you know, you throw enough money at them, they'll do whatever you want them to do. So that's what they do to states and, and at times individuals. You look at the covid payments and all that stuff that went down. It's, you know, it's just I never got any of them. I never got covid payments, but uh, that was just me. Yeah. No, it's, it's crazy. Um, yeah. Now, and, and more and more though, it just builds up and we let it get worse and worse and we give up control and they take more and more and, and it's, I don't know, it, it yeah. wears you down. Now tell me, so the new book, right? You got the book out uh, at number 12 we're at, right? 12? Yep. Number 12. It, yeah. the Exploring new one. home. Now, yep. now, so where, where are we at? Where are we going? Or, or even if you want to so, kind of... Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 So, you know, we're, we're 12 books in and, and essentially on timeline wise. Yeah. In that world, we're only about a year in about oh, a wow. year long is all it is. Um, but but we're at the phase now where. Uh, we're, we're slowly beginning the rebuilding phase. We're okay. going to start putting this country back together. And as the series moves on, some of the things that we're going to see is. uh the constitution is going to come into play in a couple of the books in a big way in that it's being rewritten. Uh-huh. Now that's not in, in the next book or nothing. I don't want to think that, but we're going to, we're going to see a return to sanity is, is oh. what we're going to see. Um, the constitution is going to get amended to codify the language to be unambiguous that nobody can argue against against it the second amendment is going to be rewritten the first amendment uh, every all of it's going to be rewritten so as to be crystal clear crystal clear the 10th amendment will be a big focus of what happens mm-hmm. in rebuilding this nation um our federal government is going to be dramatically reduced 
um, and back to what its original intent was meant to be. Um, you know, in, in the world that will be created in, in the series, the term career politician um, will be as offensive as the term pedophile was and still should be. So mm -hmm. it's not going to be looked at as a career path anymore. It's going to be looked at as as a um, a hardship that people endure on behalf of their country. You don't get rich. Now, lots of things like when this gets done, lobbyists will no longer exist. You also, if you are elected to office in the country, you will not be able to go to work for any firm that does business with the federal government ever. If you run for office mm -hmm. and are elected because those, those are, those are inherent conflicts of interest that any moron can understand. Um, you know, you, you look at, I didn't see Sotomayor's Supreme court justice. I, I didn't see her, um, current, uh, net worth, but when she was elected to the Supreme court, she had a net worth of 750,000. Okay. And now she's worth millions. I know it's right. in millions. I just didn't see the exact figure because they were contrasting that against Clarence Thomas who does not have a lot of money is not a rich man. Mm -hmm. um, and, and, you know, basically talking down on Clarence Thomas for not being able to manage his money and talking up Sotomayor for knowing how to work the system and enrich herself inside of it. Right. And we can talk about the Pelosi family and down the entire list of all of them. Uh, you know, the California crime syndicate of the Pelosi. Right. Um, but, but that kind of thing is what's going to be looked back at. And, and the people that are going to be running the country as we come out of the other side of this are literally going to say never again. This never again will this happen. Um, the judicial codes are going to be realigned. Um, the IRS will go away. Uh, nice. Collodial title will return to the people of this country. So that's the big picture stuff. There's a lot of how we get there is, is the fun part, but, <laughs> but um, it, it's, I'm in, in my imagined world, I'm trying to reset the board to what things should be and were meant to be. Right. So. No, I like it. And I like, you know, that's the thing. I think nobody tackles and nobody has time to tackle. I mean, it took you 12 books and we're yeah. still not even there, but that's, that's always yeah. what people are wondering about is how do you rebuild? How do you recover from that? I think maybe Patriots touched on it at the end, something where they had some kind of like thing going on there. But, uh, but exactly. That's, that's definitely awesome. You know, that, that we see something, you know, some kind of, how do we recover? Cause that's what I'm afraid of. You know, you get all these like crazy militant types who are like, yeah, we overthrow the government. Well, what do you think you're going to get? You know, who's going to step in? And how do you well, how do you get there? You know, that's the whole. Yeah. Power abhors a vacuum. Yeah. Anytime there's a vacuum power, somebody, some form of power will fill that void. So yeah, it's got to it. be done right. And, and, you have and to have we run a, a risk. Yeah, we, we, we right now, our country, we, we run a massive risk. So the pendulum is swinging left extremely and still moving. But I think it's starting to peter out its progress to the left and it's going to start swinging the other way. No, I'd like that. The, ex the extreme far right is just as bad. We right. don't want that either. So we've got to hope that that we can slow the momentum on this swing uh, to, to something 
close to resembling sanity. Right. You know, a lot of people want revenge on the left for all of the things they forced upon us. You know, mm -hmm. you know, we, we've got a fraction of a percent of the population that is essentially dictating how the rest of this country will right. live. Right. Right. Um, and people are getting fed up. Um, they're not fed up enough yet. You know, uh, but eventually enough of them will get fed up with it, and and we're going to start that that swing the other direction. Mm -hmm. And we got to be careful and temper ourselves. And I know everybody wants revenge, and you know we got to do and and there will be a lot of it. Um, you know, vengeance will be served to a lot of folks. You know, unfortunately, um, because we've gotten into an era now where you cannot, you can no longer have civil discourse. Right. It's not, you're, you're not with us. You're with us or against us. That's it. You're, you're, you're part of our solution or part of our problem. And there's no middle ground. And we, we've got to have middle ground. You know, I've got to be able to agree with some of what you say, disagree with some of what you say, but also agree with some of what you say and disagree with some of it. And we can still live together. Right. That's, that's the beauty of 50 states in this country. The yeah. states are well, designed to be able to pass their that. own laws. I mean, that's the beauty of being a human, and it's so yeah. disgusting to me. I don't have to feel the same way about guns as you do or the yeah. same way about, you know, whatever, but you can do your thing, and I can do my thing. You can be a vegetarian. You can live whatever lifestyle. I could care. You know, that's great. Do You do you. Just don't yeah. tell me. You know, that's let exactly. me do mine. And, you know, I understand, you know, people are like, well, if you have guns, you could hurt me. Well, yeah, let's make killing or hurting people illegal. We'll make those crimes. I, I well, can get behind that, you know, if, well, unless it's just, you know, you, we you don't even, you don't even need a law for that. Let's, let's, we forget that, that we are nothing more than another mammal that lives on this planet. We are another animal that lives on this planet. Big, dumb, dangerous ones, like I said earlier, but that's all we are. The laws of nature still apply. In in nature, you if you're attacked, you have to defend yourself. Because okay. what is the what is the, the cost here? Your life. Right. That's the cost. Okay. Um, if you aren't living your life properly as far as knowing your food sources and where they are, how to find them, how to avoid the predators, where to build, you know, build your den, how to live, where to find water, where to source the things you need to exist, you die. Simple. The same thing happens to people and people have an inherent, every animal not even has the right, has the instinct to self-defense. Right. Humans want to legislate that with words out of existence and say, no, 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 you can't defend right. yourself or your property. You know, if a we dog's know. got a bone, that's his property. Go take it from him. If he's a domesticated dog, you're going to be able to get away with it. If it's a <laughs> wild animal, probably not, you're not going to get away yeah. with that. <laughs> right. you know? right. um, so we've, we've been overly domesticated. Um, and, and like I was talking about earlier, we're, we're de-evolving too into that. We can no Definitely. longer exist in our natural environment. So Self-defense is not a right. That's a natural law. That's just a fact. It exists. Right. It is. And there's no the declaration of independence. Yep. Yes. So, and I think a lot of people forget that they, they forget since we live in this artificial world that the natural world still exists. And those laws are absolute. There, there, there is no gray area, middle ground or room for discussion in the laws of nature because they are absolute. Yeah. And if more people would wake up and realize that, and remember that we would probably be better off. Yeah. No, that sounds right. I don't know. So, all right. So everybody's going to run out by your book because <laughs> what they're going to download all of them on audible or awesome. wherever it audible. is. Right. Audible. Yeah. Oh, now, how yeah. does that return for you? If somebody, buys all your books on Amazon, do you do better than, um, you probably do, right? Than if they went to Audible 
and, no, and did that actually, and I, got all 12? I have no, no idea. I, I, uh, I, I, well, so it's, it's kind of con, it's a little convoluted. So when, um, when I finally eventually caved, literally caved into the pressure and, and self published going home, uh-huh. uh, the first editions are, oh, they're so bad. The editing was awful. <laughs> they're all, they're, they're terrible, but they're in hardback and they're still okay. out there. Okay. Um, I actually, I actually had those a are the rare collectors' them. items that people sell those for the two rare grand ones. and five grand. No, I don't have any of them. I wish I did. <laughs> I used to have cases of those things. And gee, if I'd have had any idea, because I had a guy buy one out of Italy, he paid four thousand dollars for it. Wow, it's crazy. Huh? Shipped it to me to sign, which I did, nice. and I shipped. And it you back. wanted to keep it because you're like, hey, well, I needed this. I have two of them. Um, okay. I I still have two. I have uh, one original, and then I have one that has an unreleased cover on it. That oh. no one ever saw. So I do have those two. Uh, but after doing, after self-publishing and releasing it, uh, about six weeks later, Penguin Books called and uh-huh. made an offer on the book, uh, which I turned down, um, much All to right. their dismay. But a couple of weeks later, they called back. They had found religion or something and made an offer that I, I couldn't say no to. And I took it. All right. So the first five books are with Penguin Books and all formats. And to people out there that, that a lot of people want to be writers. And like I said, when I right. first got right. into this, I had no intention of being a writer that when I was looking to do, I was just killing time and having fun. Right. Um, and everybody wants that traditional publisher to pick them up because they right. think right. that's the benchmark of success. And yeah, there's quite a bit of money involved in it at times, but I make way more per, per sale on the books that I self published through Amazon okay. per book than I do through Penguin. And then the self-published books, I had a deal with a publisher, an audiobook publisher, Podium Publishing, which is the premier audiobook publisher that there is. Um, and they made me an extremely generous offer that I took. So nice. yeah. they're my biggest revenue source, actually, are is nice. Podium Audio. Not Penguin Books. They're, they're, they're trivial compared to what I make through audiobooks because so many people like them. And the reason is I ended up with a fantastic narrator. Um who, who messes things up a lot. He, he uses, he says things wrong all the time. Um, but the readers are so vested in him that it's, they're, they're you running can't jokes. change now, right? They're running you're jokes now. Your guys, right. Yeah. And so, and, and people just love it. They love the audiobooks, And, and the guy right. does a super good job narrating them with inflection and changing. Like the, the, re, the, the listeners know which character yeah. is talking just right. by, the voice no, definitely. Stuff. I mean, I'm a, I'm a big audiobook fan, and Me too. Uh, and uh, yeah, no, the narrator makes a huge, you know, difference. Well, and, and, and so that was like part of the deal was when I first self published, I did a deal with Podium Publishing. They had the audio rights. When Penguin came along, they're like, "We want the audio rights. You need to call Podium and get them to release it to us." Right. And and this was a lot of money on the table at this uh-huh. time, and so I called Podium and explained it to them, and they're like, "Look, we do not want to do this." They right. said, but we understand what this means for you. To you, right. They're like, so we're going to do it. Uh, they didn't release it. They sold it to Penguin for $30,000, which I thought was great. I laughed my ass off. Um, but the day that I terminated my my relationship with Penguin, um, we were negotiating another contract. Things are great. But then the guy I was talking to used a turn of phrase that I really didn't appreciate. And as they say, negotiations broke down at that point. Okay. Which ended, ended up with me telling them that I was going to take another path. And I, and contractually, uh, I was done with them. I, I was free to walk away. Right. And I did. But I also immediately sat down on the steps because I was standing on the front steps of my front porch of my house. And I sat down. And I was like, oh, my God, what did I just do? This, this, right. There's a lot of zeros in these numbers. I risked a big, yeah, payday, right. I'm like, what did I just do? 
And about two hours later, Podium Publishing called me. And they're like, hey, man, uh, you know, we regret selling away the rights to your audiobooks. One of the biggest mistakes we ever made. They're like, if there's any way we can work together in the future, we'd love to. And I was like, funny, you should call today. Same day. So I know someone right. Penguin dropped a dime to somebody. Um, and they're like, we'll send you a contract right now. And I'm like, well, hold on. I said, we got to have the same narrator. I said, we can't change narrators in the middle of the series. And he goes, right. they're like, oh, that's not a problem. We'll get him. I'm like, man, I said, look, I said, uh, having dealt with Penguin and, and, and stuff, you know, I understand contracts a lot better than I used to. And I know that if it's not in black <laughs> and white, it didn't happen. Right, right. They're like, all day. All day. So they're like, well, we cannot negotiate a contract with him without a contract from you. So you have to sign this contract and we'll go get it. I said, all right. I said, do me this then. I said, put a 72 hour sunset clause in there that says that you have to acquire him within or, 72 hours. And if you do not, our contract is void. And they're like, yeah, no problem. I was like, wow, that was easy. So yeah, right. Uh, by the time I walked in and sat down at my desk, the email was there. I printed it, nice. signed it, emailed it back to him. They called me at 10 a.m. the next day and said, he's in. Nice. I was like, wow. And so yeah. I got lucky. I, it's, the, the, the whole process of me becoming published and all of it was like being struck by lightning. You know, a lot of people ask me for advice. I'm like, don't look at me for, for advice. Right. I'm a fluke. What happened right. to me was... Yeah. Even Amazon, you know, they called me one day and they're like, hey, we're with Amazon. You know, we, we'd like to ask you some questions and stuff. And I was like, all right, you know, go for it. So they started asking me questions about publishing and things like that. Um, and when I when, when I got done, uh, the girl was so funny. She goes, oh, she goes, you're one of those. And I was like, <laughs> what? You know, and she's like, she's like a unicorn in publishing. We call you people like you a unicorn. She's like, you've had tremendous success in traditional publishing. And you're also extremely successful in self-publishing. She said, you're what every writer out there wants to be. Right. And, and I was like, well, you know, I said, it's, it, it's all happened despite my best efforts <laughs> nice. uh, at, 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 at preventing it from happening. Everything that's happened is, uh, well, that, you, and you know, I, I just got lucky. I love but it. But I will admit, I, I don't consider myself a good writer, but I do consider myself a very good storyteller. I can spin a yarn. Nice. Um, and just getting that on paper and making it look good. And that's the hard part. That's the, right. but I got some really good professionals now that work with me. Um, yeah. I hired a very, a very expensive firm now to do my editing. Um, and if guys that are out there in the self-published space knew what I spent, what I spent to produce a book, it would blow their minds. To um, look pretty. Yeah. Nice. Well, even if for the editing and for all the stuff that goes into it, um, you know, I spent thousands to prepare a book for release. It's, it's no small task or, 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 or little process to from these days for me to put a book out. Cause I'm trying to give the absolute best product I can, you know? Yeah. Um, All right. Now I, I do have to, to wrap up cause I have to, <laughs> some of us have to go to work to pay the bills, but yeah, uh, and I got thing. more of these to do today. So yeah. Right? Oh, fair <laughs> enough. The, uh, so last thing, the, uh, you, you have, you're looking at maybe a TV series. Is yeah, there so can help that go along or see what's going yeah. on with that? How do we track well, that? Right, right, right now we're I've got a, a contract that's being hammered out. I've got to get this one little contract out of the way, and then then we're kind of back to the races. The problem is to get this done, we have to deal with Hollywood. And when we look at what Hollywood's producing, they do not want to produce this project. Um, and I've taken numerous meetings already. It's uh, kind of anti-Hollywood. 
It's extremely anti-Hollywood. Um, and I've walked out of numerous meetings. I'm, I've been in the studios and sat down with studio presidents, the whole thing, and, and, and looked at them and said no. And to see the, the look of shock on their faces when I say no to them. And they're like, what? I'm like, no, that's not what people want to see. I, I said, right. nobody wants your interpretation of the books. They just want the books. They right. don't. You don't need to add all this, this, this woke diversity and all this stupid. I'm like, right. people are sick of seeing that. So finding the right people to do it is the hardest thing in the world. And and it may come down to where I'm going to have to say to hell with it. I'm going to do it myself. And I don't mean right. me film it. I'm going right, right. to raise the money. Whatever. Right. I will be the executive producer. I will be the guy standing there right. saying yes or no. And I'll sign the checks and I'll get it done. And then um, sell it or don't. Right. To whoever. Well, or I'll build a platform and I'll charge a subscription and you can stream it and watch it there. And so that works, right? You've done it before with your books. So yeah. That, and it's fully produced. I have a screenplay. I, I have the budgets. Nice. I have what we call the lookbook pitch deck. I even have a sizzle nice. reel. Like, you know, nice. we've got a complete package ready to go. Just got to find the right people. Um, and so far, I've been unsuccessful in that effort. That's right. the way it is. So Because I'm not going to sell out. I like that. That's what I like to hear. Now, yeah. so where do we go to check out everything you're doing? What's the website? Oh, website? yeah, angryamerican.com. You can hit that up. Uh, you can sign up for a newsletter there. There's there's going to be uh, stuff there that when not yet, but it's coming. For well, what I'm doing is I'm putting together a little, a small. I don't know if it's going to be like a pamphlet or a, a small book, but it's going to be a character guide. So it's going to have every single character that's ever been introduced into the story. Nice. Uh, you'll know what book, what chapter they showed up in, and get a little bit about them. Uh, so that's going to be a cool thing that's coming up in the website that when you sign up for the newsletter, you're going to get that for free. Nice. Um, but you can sign up for the newsletter, follow us there. We do Facebook lives uh, once a month. Yep. We do. So you have a podcast. Online. Is that right? We, we have a podcast <laughs> tomorrow, Wednesdays. Yep. That, there we go. That's right. the podcast. So Wednesdays, we record a podcast. You can watch it live uh, on YouTube, Twitter, and I think even Facebook while we're doing it. And then it goes out as a podcast as well. Nice. And I'm on all the socials in every capacity, you know, and under the Angry American or Angry American. Depending Angry on American. Me. Got it. And then we're, uh, we're currently arguing over the name. Uh, somebody else uses this name, too, but I started before them. Oh, yeah. I trademarked it. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. I have, and I've trademarked it now. So. And I also have proof of first use. So this guy's right. going to have to I've change always his thought of you. So when, yeah. when I yeah. think angry American, this is, this is where I'm at. Yeah. So, so. fair enough. Yep. Yeah. It's so weird. yeah, you can, hit, you can buy the books on Amazon. Best place to get them, honestly. Right. Um, you know, I may in the future move away from Amazon, but that'll be a discussion for a different time and a, and a much okay. bigger project. So, yeah. All right. Well, I really but appreciate thanks for having me having on, man. Great I love the chat, books, bro. man. They're great. So, uh, with that, uh, stay safe, and uh, we'll talk to everybody uh, next week. Mm -hmm.